as the acceptance of expanded human potential gains mainstream momentum, the question has shifted from what is possible in our lives to how do we actually do it? How do we awaken our extraordinary potential in everyday life? Today, we'll look at these questions and take a shallow dive, not a deep one, as there are many layers to how exactly we live up to the full potential that we all have within us. Or like the name of Dr. Joe Dispenza's book, Becoming Supernatural, How Do Common People Do the Uncommon? Today, we'll begin this exploration and identify clear strategies to awaken the extraordinary potential in each of us. Welcome back to season 10 of the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, where we connect the science-based evidence behind social and emotional learning that's finally being taught in our schools today and emotional intelligence training used in our modern workplaces for improved well-being, achievement, productivity, and results. Using what I saw as the missing link, the application of practical neuroscience. I'm Andrea Samadhi, an author and an educator with a passion for learning and launched this podcast five years ago with the goal of bringing all the leading experts together in one place to uncover the most current research that would bring back how the brain learns best by taking us all to new and often unimaginable heights. For today's episode number 306, we're going to look closely at the work of someone that I've been forbidden by my mentor and neuroscience certification trainer, Mark Waldman, to ever interview. When I first launched this podcast back in 2019, there were many reasons why I wanted to bridge the gaps that I saw in the field of education and the workplace with practical neuroscience. To do this, I knew I needed training, so I obtained an advanced certification in mindfulness-based neurocoaching, where one of the many requirements for this certification was that I had to show an application of practical neuroscience in the world, or just show that I was using what I was learning to help others. I told Mark Waldman about my podcast, and I had him on for one of our early episodes, number 30, in December of 2019, and I shared with him my vision of who I would interview and where I wanted to take this podcast. He told me he liked this idea, but since I was going to use this for his certification requirement, he said, you must never interview anyone who covers pseudoscience. And he says, I must keep true evidence-based science proven from articles on PubMed at the forefront. And I thought, of course, why would I want to cover fake science and spread that out into the world? And then he said it. He said, you must never interview Dr. Joe Dispenza. And I thought, oh no, I love that guy. His name was written on my wall as a potential future guest. And while I agreed at the time to keep the podcast focused on science, I never did cross Dr. Dispenza off my list. I first heard about Joe Dispenza when I worked in the motivational speaking industry, and while I knew about his seminars, how crazy the results that were obtained, and some of the advanced technologies he used like epigenetics testing, brain mapping with EEGs, and something called gas discharge visualization technology, or GDV. 
I also knew some people, including Mark Waldman, would consider Dr. Joe Dispenza's work to be pseudoscience, but I always put the results first in my mind, and I hoped that one day science could help prove what he's been teaching for years. Joe Dispenza says it himself in the first few pages of his book, Becoming Supernatural. He writes, I realize that writing this book is a risk for me and my reputation. There are certain people in the world, including some of the scientific community, who might call my work pseudoscience, especially after Becoming Supernatural made its debut. I used to be overly concerned about those critics' opinions, he said. In the early days of his career, he would always write with the skeptics in mind, trying to make sure they would approve of his work. Then he got to the point that he realized that he knew he'd been wasting a lot of his vital energy. He said, I was no longer interested in convincing that particular culture, especially those studying the normal and natural about human potential. He said, I was totally passionate about anything but normal, and I wanted to study the supernatural. Dr. Dispenza let go of his critics, and he decided to move forward with wanting to share his message with the world. He believes in a world where possibility exists, And he'll challenge our thinking using our own personal experience of transformation through meditation and his ability to change his health, which really could be applied to any area of your life. Change your results, your finances, whatever it is you want to change, purely by changing our thoughts. And this was one of the first concepts that Bob Proctor from episode 66 taught in his seminars. We had to change our thinking first in order to change our future results. We had Adele Spragan on episode 184, where she teaches about the importance of paying attention to our feelings before we think and act with her concept that she writes about in her shift book, so we can begin to make our habits work for us instead of against us. So here are some questions that I've been looking for an answer to since I launched this podcast five years ago. I wonder, can our current present-day thoughts impact our future? Can we impact our own health and results for that matter purely by what we think? Can my energy influence another person and can someone else's energy influence mine? Can someone's energy be felt? Can our energy field be seen? And this is what Dr. Joe Dispenza has been working on proving for years and he's been using the most forward-thinking tools to do this one of them, GDV, Gas Discharge Visualization, that was developed by a brilliant Russian man, Konstantin Korodkov. I put a video explanation from physics professor Konstantin Korodkov in the show notes, where he explains the history of his invention, GDV, that began with what we know to be called Curlian photography that was not embraced by the scientific community. I know this well because this was one of the reasons my first book, The Secret for Teens Revealed, could not be taught in our schools when I first began working with students. Jeff Kleck, who we interviewed on episode 246, circled Curlian photography in the second chapter of my book, and he wrote, science can't prove that. Well, with all due respect for those who think that our thoughts cannot influence our future, they can with GDV technology that we can find all over PubMed articles showing that we have an energy field 
and we're all connected and we can influence each other. Konstantin Korakov calls this electrophonics, and he explains its origin in Brazil and then Russia. I typed gas discharge photography into PubMed, and I found hundreds of articles, including one that showed applications of GDV imaging in health and disease. And then in the Journal of Education, Health and Sport, I found an article, The Parameters of GDV, which he calls biophonics, correlated with parameters of acupuncture points, EEG, HRV, and hormones. This advanced GDV technology shows that we have energy fields. It can show physical energy distribution, emotional energy distribution, psychological energy distribution, and our relationship of our inner state to the outer world. Of course, I jumped at the chance to find Dr. Kortkov and asked if he would come on the podcast so I could ask him some questions and dive deeper into understanding how our thoughts and energy fields can influence ourselves, others, our mental and physical health, and our futures. Stay tuned. He has agreed to an interview. In the meantime, he did let me know that he'll be hosting the BioWell Congress in Orlando, Florida, coming up November 10th to 12th at the Orlando Hilton Hotel. I put a link to that in the show notes. So it looks like the answers to all the questions that I asked above that I've wondered over the years would be a solid, scientifically proven yes to all of them. And Dr. Joe Dispenza has been teaching this for years. Now, before I share why I wanted to cover this topic today, I've got to begin with the fact that we're all connected and have an energy field. Dr. Korotkov has been searching for ways to bridge the gap from the unseen world of energy with scientific principles, and he says there is clear evidence that we influence each other. Now, this is something I've always felt but never really understood. I noticed certain things when I was in my late 20s, and I thought it would be too woo-woo or weird to share on this podcast, and this is definitely one of the things I didn't want to share. I began to notice some people would have brighter lights around them and appear to me to be supernatural, like Dr. Dispenza would say. I could pick out people in the seminar room when I worked with Bob Proctor who I would see would have this bright light around them, and when this light was paired with a belief for what they were doing, it was a recipe for them to achieve outstanding results in the world. It happened time and time again. I remember the first person I saw shining brighter than all of us sitting at a table, and it just made me wonder, what's different about that person than the rest of us? How are they thinking and feeling? And why do I see and feel their energy? When I went to work with Proctor in the seminar industry, I had the opportunity to put these questions into practice and became highly developed with this superpower. When I see or feel this heightened sense of energy in people today, and it's not a common occurrence, but when I notice it, I'll share it with that person at the risk of them thinking I'm completely crazy. The other day, my husband and I were out for dinner, and I saw it with a young woman who was serving us. She looked like she was in her 20s or maybe her early 30s, and she was hustling like I've never seen before. Then I noticed this young woman was pregnant. And when she took our order, she sat down next to me to catch her breath. And it was here that I told her, you know you're special, right? And she said, what do you mean? And I told her what I could see. She looked at me with some level of disbelief, 
but also another level that she knew what I was talking about. I told her to find my podcast and listen to episode 66 so she could see where my path began, and she wrote it down and thanked me, and then she told me to look up the book Becoming Supernatural. While driving home that night, I did, and I discovered where Dr. Joe Dispenza's path began. So for today's episode number 306, Decoding Our Thoughts, How to Build a Better Future with the Power of Our Mind, I dedicate this to the young woman who hustles every night. She knows who she is. When most of us were pregnant, we could barely stand on our feet. Not this woman. She's superhuman. She knows how to create her future, and it starts with the belief she has in herself for her dreams that's strong enough that I could see it and feel it just merely by her sitting next to me. I hope she finds her path that's meant for her and lives every moment of peace and joy and abundance that she deserves for herself and her baby who's on the way. Then I also have this wish for you, the listener. I hope you'll look at Dr. Dispenza's work that's backed by Dr. Korotkov's technology and recognize how far they've both come to share these evidence-based ideas into the world and see how you can use them to improve your own health, results, and future, keeping in mind that our current present-day thoughts can impact our future. We can impact our health and results, for that matter, purely by what we think. Our energy can influence another person, and someone else's energy can influence ours. Our energy can be felt, and it can also be seen with devices that measure this information scientifically. Just like some of the other books we've looked at, I want to break down Dr. Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural into a few episodes. On today's episode, we'll cover Chapter 1, Opening the Door to the Supernatural, and Chapter 2, The Present Moment. And then at the end, we'll look at specific strategies of where we can begin so we can build a solid belief in ourselves and our future potential. Chapter 1, Opening the Door to the Supernatural. This book opens up with a foreword from Dr. Dawson Church, who we interviewed on episode 98. He covered the science behind using meditation. Dr. Church's interview has now become our most watched YouTube interview, showing me that the world wants to understand how meditation can take us to new heights. I've also mentioned that the Silver Method series is our most listened to podcast episode of all time, and it's all focused on using the power of our mind to take us to new heights. Dr. Church writes in his foreword that Joe stretches the horizon of possibility by extending the boundaries of the unknown. Joe Dispenza opens up this book with a fascinating story of how he knew he was wasting his time and energy and talent worrying about what other people thought of him and how he took an accident that he had on his bike where he was told he would never walk again and used the power of his own mind through a guided meditation to heal his own body. And in nine and a half weeks after the accident, he got up and walked back into his life without having any body caster surgeries. So what I noticed with this first chapter was that Dr. Dispenza took us back to when he didn't have the belief in himself or his own ideas. He was still worried about what other people thought of him. His belief happened over time when he let go, he surrendered to what others thought of him, 
and he moved forward full force with the belief in his own future potential. He had to let go or break free. I remember Proctor would say, make a committed decision when doing something. Don't ask others, what do you think, and go in halfway. You must decide to move forward with everything you've got. Then he'd remind us of the Latin root of the word decide, de caedir. De meant off, and caedir meant cut. And he'd remind us that when we decide something, we have to cut off all ties to any other option. Decide and move forward, never looking back. Now, when I was reading this chapter, it was very clear that Dr. Dispenza didn't find it easy to heal his body. He explained how painstakingly difficult it was to replicate the meditative experience that he had when he was able to see and feel things in this special state called hypnagogic sleep in between sleep and wakefulness. And I'm not sure where those of you who are listening are with your meditation practice. We're all at different levels, but I understood what Dr. Dispenza was saying. Sometimes you want to sit down and force something to happen, but that's never how it works. You have to be completely relaxed, your body in a state of let go or surrender, and then the magic happens. And that's exactly what Joe Dispenza did to open up the door to becoming supernatural. Once he broke free and made a committed decision to teach this work, he described how he would live into his future potential by healing his own body first and then showing others how to do the same with his seminars and his workshops. He explained how he selected that intentional future and married it with the elevated emotion of what it would be like to be there in that future, in the present moment. Then his body began to believe it was actually in that future experience. As his ability to observe his desired destiny, with his intention of where he wanted to go, got sharper and sharper, his cells began to reorganize themselves. He began to signal new genes in new ways, and then his body started getting better faster. So how do we put this idea into action? It's all about making a committed decision. Have you made a committed decision to whatever it is that you want to do? Not one foot in and the other out, testing the ground. Are you fully committed like Dr. Dispenza was when he let go of worrying about what others thought of him. Remember this quote, until one is committed, there's hesitancy, the chance to draw back, always ineffectiveness. The moment one definitely commits oneself, then providence moves too. All sorts of things occur to help one that would never otherwise have occurred. Boldness has genius, power, and magic in it. Begin it now. Johann von Goethe. The way a person thinks and feels creates a person's state of well-being. We know this can be scientifically proven by Dr. Kordkov's technology just by measuring the energy field from our fingertips. He can tell with accuracy what's going on inside that person's body, emotionally, psychologically, and then he can determine our relationship with our inner state to the outer world. Or in other words, what we think on the inside shows up on the outside. Dr. Dispenza says it this way, explaining that the familiar past will sooner or later become the predictable future. 
And I heard Proctor explain it another way by saying that our results were a compilation of our thoughts and our feelings and our actions that caused our conditions, circumstances, and environment. And he could look at someone and determine their level of thinking purely based on the results they were obtaining. Now, the funny part about all this is, is that many teachers explain the same thing just in a slightly different way. Proctor would ask a question to determine a person's level of thinking. He would ask them, what's the most amount of money you've ever made in one year? Because he would listen very carefully to be able to see if the person had a certain level of awareness. He would say there's no difference in ability of someone who earns 50000 a year for someone who earns $50 million a year, except for their level of awareness of how to do it. Our thoughts in the present moment determine our current reality. If we don't like the reality we're in, it starts with changing our thoughts. And to do this, we've often got to get out of our own way and start to study and understand how our thoughts and feelings and actions create the world we live in. We've all heard that insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. The same idea with our results. If we keep the same routine as yesterday, it makes sense that your tomorrow is going to be a lot like your yesterday. Your future is just a rerun of your past, and that's because your yesterday is creating your tomorrow. Whatever way we describe it, we'll not be able to change our results in the future unless we do something different in the now. We must be able to choose different thoughts towards a new goal, feelings and actions, to create a new unknown event in our future. Now, I've drawn out Dr. Dispenza's predictable timeline from Chapter 2 that shows us how the familiar past will sooner or later become the predictable future, or that we'll never be able to suddenly jump to a new salary, for example, without first of all thinking, feeling, and acting in an entirely new way in the present moment. A new unknown event requires new thoughts, feelings, actions in the present moment. The only way to change our future is to change our current state of being. So how do we put this into action? Do you know what energy you're broadcasting out to the world? This is where the hustling pregnant server comes to mind. She was working hard, doing her thing, and doing everything she knew how to change her future in some way. I'm not sure what her vision for her future is, but I could clearly see and feel that she was hustling to get somewhere, and I had no doubt in my mind that she'd arrive exactly where she wanted to go. She was broadcasting it out loudly and clearly to the world, and I know I'm not the only one who could see it. What about you? Are you doing everything you can in the present moment to create an unknown event in your future? Are you keeping your thoughts positive? doing everything you know how to do with your vision held on the screen of your mind. If you've asked others for feedback on the actions you're taking, what do they say? Is there anything else you can improve? In your heart, you'll know if you're giving your all from the minute you wake up to the moment you close your eyes and go to sleep. This is the daily grind that we talked about on episode 38 that's well known in the sports world. While working on a daily basis and keeping our energy levels high, over time with this effort and being focused on what we're broadcasting out to the world, making sure we're thinking, feeling, and acting in a positive way, will eventually create the space for an unknown, 
or unpredictable event that will take us to new heights of achievement. It happens in the sales industry when you work really hard and you get what's called a bluebird sale where someone calls you out of the blue and says, hey, I've got money to spend and I've got to spend it by the end of today. And you never could have predicted this occurring, but you had space for it and you were ready for it. Or you run into someone unexpectedly who connects you to someone else who advances you in some way to where you want to go. It's an unknown event that many people would say, whoa, how in the earth did that happen? Dr. Dispenza and other teachers would say that it was created predictably by doing certain things in a certain way. So to review and conclude today's episode number 306 on decoding our thoughts, how to build a better future with the power of our mind, we looked at the following questions. Can our current present-day thoughts impact our future? Can we impact our own health and results for that matter purely by what we think? Can my energy influence another person and can someone else's energy influence mine? Can someone's energy be felt? Can someone's energy field be seen? Then we were introduced to Dr. Joe Dispenza and his book, Becoming Supernatural, with a brief introduction of how I was forbidden to ever cover Dr. Dispenza's work and why I'm covering it today. We learned about the Russian scientist, Dr. Konstantin Korotkov, and his GDV invention that he calls electrophonic imaging that measures our physical, emotional, and psychological energy distribution that provides clear evidence that we influence each other. We'll learn more about how this device maps our inner state of mind with our outer world and much more from Dr. Korotkov on our next episode in the first week of October. Then we looked at Becoming Supernatural Chapter 1, Opening the Door to the Supernatural, with some thoughts for you to put this chapter into practice in your daily life. I asked, do you know what you really want? Have you made a committed decision towards your goals? Have you let go of what others think of you and surrendered to doing what it takes to achieve your goals? Finally, we looked at Chapter 2, Becoming Supernatural, The Present Moment, with some thoughts for you to put this chapter into practice in your daily life. I asked us to think, are we aware of the energy that we broadcast out into the world? If not, have you asked others for feedback on how you show up in your workplace or family life? I asked, are we doing everything possible to move the needle towards your goals or whatever it is you're working on? Then I asked, have you made space for the unknown events to occur in your life and move you forward? And with this introduction to Dr. Dispenza's work, we'll learn how the tools he's been using to gather the scientific evidence that he needed to prove that our thoughts really do matter for our health, results, and future were invented. And I'm hoping to have interviewed Dr. Kordkov by the first week in October, so we'll miss a week while I'm traveling next week, but I'm looking forward to what we'll uncover together. I'll see you that first week in October. 
you're enjoying the Neuroscience Meets Social and Emotional Learning podcast, please don't forget to subscribe so you'll stay up to date with our new episodes. While you're there, please feel free to give us a review or a five-star rating as it helps others find us. For more information on our programs, books, and tools for schools and the workplace, visit us at www.achieveit360.com. 